I was like thinking about it. I'll go ahead and start the recording. Is it, this is, you're, you're far from the first person, you know, to return, but this is probably the biggest jump in quality for someone returning because <laughs> you, you were last on for Aladdin. Yeah. It's an honor. <laughs> the, he's joining the two timer club. The two. <laughs> Let's go. Um, okay. Um, Moses Camacho. <laughs> I'm Kel Grameens. Um, thank you, Andrew. Thank uh, you. Welcome back to <laughs> welcome back to Stargazing. This is the podcast about movie stars. We're doing our series on Batman, and it's the big one. Yeah, we're we're at the big one. Christopher Nolan's The Dark Knight. Uh, Andrew, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Now, I think Moises and I have talked about how I, for one, remember like the hype surrounding this movie so clearly, even though it was like 14 years ago at this yeah. point. <laughs> it's it's um, Andrew, what's your uh, experience with this movie, I guess? Or how how did Batman come into your life? How did the Dark Knight rise for you? When I well, when I was little, my dad showed me the Tim Burton ones. So I loved Batman from the time I was like five or six. And then I remember the hype for The Dark Knight because Heath Ledger passing away was a huge deal. And that was five or six months before the movie came out. And that only built up more hype. And then my dad took me to see it when it came out. And I was seven. Mm -hmm. And we left 11 minutes in because the Joker scared the shit out of me. (laughs) Um, My dad, I ruined my dad's week, I think. Um, So he went and saw it the next day with his friends. And I I saw it probably about 2009 and I made it through and I was like, oh my God, I wish I had seen that in a movie theater. (laughs) Like it blew me away. And I've been able to see it twice in a theater now, which was awesome. But yeah, uh, yeah, I'd say it's a movie that changed my life. And I wish that I hadn't wimped out when I was seven. (laughs) Cause I I've talked about before. I wasn't allowed to see this when it came out. Oh, my mom was mad. She, she was mad at my dad. I wasn't supposed to see it either. (laughs) Yeah. I saw this like two times when it came out, when I was a child, Uh, I I saw it with uh, my aunt's family. And we went, and I just remember that is the most packed I have ever seen a theater. Oh, my God. Um, and, and then afterwards, like the next day, I just remember my mom waking me up, and she was like, hey, you want to go see that Batman movie again? And I was like, yeah, yeah, please, please. I do. I really do. <laughs> I just remember, too, like at, after at the end of the movie, I was like, that's also like the loudest movie I have ever yes. fucking seen. Oh, my God, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I can't, because um, the only um, uh, like Nolan movie I've seen in like true IMAX is Tenet. Yeah, and that was <laughs> like I've talked about before, like anxiety and being loud. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, Dark Knight's I, louder in IMAX. I can't <sighs> imagine. Yeah, like I was watching this like on my like on the TV in my apartment, and I was like, God damn, the room is shaking. Like I have to turn this yeah. down. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna get a noise complaint. Speaking of like you know, just like we talk a lot about like movies we wish we could have seen on like opening night, you know, like with that, like number one. Yeah. Yeah. This is up there. Um, I'm trying to find, cause I found um, this video. I, I was just Googling like, cause I wanted to find like, to see if there was like a bootleg video of like the 
IMAX prologue for this movie. Yeah. And I found one. It's somebody snuck like this shitty ass camcorder in. Uh, but I it led me down this rabbit hole of like audience reaction, you know, like bootlegs. Uh-huh. And while the one I found, I think, is from like one of the re-releases of the movie, you know, like it because uh, like a newer release, but there was um I have to find okay, this comment from someone that said, saw this the night it opened. I can still remember during the scene, the final scene of the movie, people screaming, some crying, laughing hysterically. One person was holding their head, just like full on, like the Beatles, you know, <laughs> like reaction, like people weeping in the aisles. No, but I, I remember like, cause this, you know, this was like marketed to kids. There was like toys. Like I owned toys yeah. for this movie and I wasn't allowed to see it, you know? Yeah. It was like commercials. And like, I think someone... I think my friend's mom saw it and told my mom about the pencil thing. And my mom was like, absolutely not. <laughs> you and, and no, we did. Or we've already talked about Nolan before. Yeah, I, I, I think. I don't know. I guess we could just like all. I'm sure we all have like pretty strong opinions about this. Uh, I think like I think the basic opinion that a lot of people can agree on, whether they like like the movie or dislike it or think it's perfect or not, uh-huh. is like this is uh like goes up on that pantheon with like star wars the matrix Mm -hmm. the dark knight cultural events you know yeah yeah Yeah. it's it's like everyone after this movie came out the industry changed culture kind of changed with it yeah um it really iron man came out and like the same year right yeah yeah i think it was the same year yeah yeah crazy it's like i the last like one i can think i feel like is like I maybe in game, but even then, like yeah, end game or no way home felt like yeah. big deals. But those like compared to like Force Awakens, like how just like huge that felt. Yeah, at the time, uh, I, I, I Drew, I don't know if you remember this, but like I remember we were in PE freshman year when the Force Awakens came out. Yeah, and you saw it Thursday night. Yes, and we were all in PE Friday, and you were like the most feared man <laughs> yes everyone was so cautious around nobody me. wanted to talk to me they were like he saw star wars uh the thing about this movie that i like thought what kind of um felt on this time is that it originally started uh david goyer who uh wrote it uh, we talked about him last time envisioned this as two movies in a trilogy yeah. uh, one would be a joker movie that ends with harvey dent being scarred and the third movie would be a Two-Face movie. And Galaxy Brain Big Dick Nolan <laughs> said, let's just do it in one movie. And if this is the first time I think I've watched this movie, Moises. And Andrew, I guess, Andrew, you watched Heat for the first time recently, didn't you? I did. Uh, <laughs> after the show, I think me and Moises should have a discussion. Oh, <laughs> I, I'll, I'll have a discussion with you, sure. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> He didn't like my letterbox review of it. <laughs> Did you text him about it or something? No, he no. commented. I co- I think I commented like I uh, I cannot uh, because of my religion I cannot like this review because he re- reviewed it like four stars. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Um, but Andrew that- thinks that he is better. I mean, he is not as good as The Dark Knight, so I'll never forgive him for that. I'm sorry, but uh, like Nolan, like we we talked about, like and Nolan has like talked about in interviews that like 
you know, he 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 says he thinks he's like kind of chasing the high of heat, you know, in his yeah. career. Like every movie, he's like, I just I'm I just want to remake heat, you know. Mm-hmm. And this movie really feels like the closest he's ever gotten to being able to do that, you know. He there's like, beat there's like, like exact story beats that he takes from heat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it kind of has a fake out ending. Uh-huh. Like, like just when you think it's starting to wrap up, you check and you see like, oh, there's an hour left. Yeah. And that happens like when the two, the the bad guy and the good guy meet and they yeah. talk and they realize, oh shit, we're the same. Like, uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, Heath Ledger and Christian Bale have coffee. You know, yeah. they. <laughs> uh, he pulls him over, says, hey, follow me. <laughs> Takes him to Starbucks and Gotham. <laughs> I'm not going to do it, but imagine I did a really good Heath Ledger impression of him doing the she's got a great ass Pacino line. Wait, wouldn't 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 Heath Ledger be De Niro, though? No, Heath Ledger. Oh, he would be. You're right. Yeah. That, that's the thing is that Al Pacino is the cop, but he's got a joke. great ass. <laughs> I did it for you. Thank you. Uh, Nolan is kind of in a one for me one for you thing with the studio where every time he makes a Batman movie, he's like, okay, now I'm going to do this like kind of weird thing I want to do. Yeah. Like after Batman begins, he does the prestige, which I still haven't seen. Are you two prestige heads? I haven't seen I it. love that movie. It's good. It's very good. And Christian Bale's in that one too, isn't he? Isn't yeah. He? It's him and, and Michael Caine. Of course. Well, of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> you know, he does. After, this. And then after this, it's Inception, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And then after the Dark Knight Rises, uh, Interstellar, yeah. Oh. Which Andrew, what what uh, what's your favorite Nolan movie? Ooh. What do you think's the best one? What's the favorite? What, what do you think? Can the best and the favorite be different answers? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The best is Dunkirk. Okay. Ooh. Okay. I haven't seen that one. Um, favorite might be this. Okay. Might be the Dark Knight. I right. I mean I love this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, well, me and Kellen have already discussed his best and my favorite on this show. What did you say? Interstellar. Interstellar? Uh, yeah, I think, I, I think that's probably like the best movie of the 2010s might be Interstellar. Yeah, Social Network. Ooh, yeah, I know. Yeah. It's always those two that, I, that <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I don't know. Always you wrestle with in, yeah. me, you know? <laughs> Interstellar and the Social Network. The Master is, a, is one reason. Yeah, the Master's up there too. Mm-hmm. It's just funny. I, I think it's funny that like this... No, it proves like Nolan's a freak that like out of all the directors he really wants to copy. He wants to copy Michael Mann. Like, <laughs> yeah, all, out of all the fucking directors you can choose from. Michael Mann's the one. He's like, like, yeah, oh, every, every time does. like every time there's a new Marvel movie, like the director's always like, yeah, I took inspiration from, from like 70s conspiracy <laughs> thrillers, you know, or whatever. But like Nolan is the only one of them. I feel like who's like, no, I'm just going to remake Heat, but put Batman in it. I'm gonna do heat, but it's in Gotham City, essentially Chicago. We're not gonna, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No efforts to disguise it, because in, no. in Batman Begins, they are trying to like there's fuse an, it. There's an <laughs> island in the middle of the city. Yeah. <laughs> How did you describe it? You said like an island full of insane people and criminals, just in the middle of Gotham, like and poor like people and poor people. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just like a and little lake. It's cool though because. I want to say like five minutes into this movie, you know, watching the like one of the best opening scenes of any movie ever. I rewatch it all the fucking time. 
like, you know, after that, and then another five minutes passed, I was, you can, the difference between like just the craft of Batman Begins. Oh my God. And yeah. the Dark Knight is fucking insane. I, I, I like Batman Begins. I didn't think it was horrible. I liked it a lot. But fuck, this movie looks way prettier. It like, yeah. it, there's this tone and this aesthetic and this mood that is stays throughout the entire fucking movie. And I think it's a lot like the new Batman, Matt Reeves' Batman, where like everyone knows what fucking movie they're in. Yeah. That's a great way to put yeah. it. I, it's a movie like I feel <laughs> like... I don't know why. Every time I watch rewatch it, I kind of go in with like, this time I'm gonna come away from it being like, this is overrated, you know. <laughs> this time, never. but then I just like at the end, I'm just like, God damn yeah. it! <laughs> it never fails to impress me. Like I always yeah. just like I remember. Oh, okay, I remember why we all talk about this movie all the fucking time. Yeah, yeah. like uh, there was um, this is one I'm looking at Heat. My bad. <laughs> there's this one like letterbox review of this movie i wanted to read patrick willems on letterbox uh his review of this movie says i got really sick of hearing about this movie it inspired a lot of bad trends and there's some stuff in it overall that doesn't work but you know what on a whole it's exciting and riveting and contains like 800 great scenes yeah it's just like I, I don't know. No one's at, I watched it this time. I was just watching. I'm like, Nolan, you're a fucking freak, man. I love you. <laughs> you're a freak. Minute 15 of the movie. And there's been like 45 different scenes. Yeah. <laughs> like you're definitely. a maniac. Um, the setup is really good. Just like, yeah, you, you know, you seeing the crime, seeing what Batman's doing, seeing what Joker's doing. Yeah. It, um, like it's much more of an ensemble, I guess. Like it's like yeah. Batman is like, I mean, you know, people kind of, one of the things people have talked about this about this movie over the years is it like Batman's kind of barely a character in it, mm. at least not to the extent that he is in like Batman Begins or uh, The Dark Knight Rises. You know, yeah, it's you know the city of Gotham's almost a character. In this. Fucking hate you. Can I tell a quick story about this movie? Yeah, go for it. Uh, you're gonna have to bleep out one part, and I'm sure you know what part you're gonna have to bleep out. Yeah, just so a couple it. months ago, I watched this movie. Um, after I had done, um, is that the part would, I need to? Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> and I, oh, it was like one of my favorite movie viewing experiences I have ever fucking had. You know, I was watching the movie and we paused it. I want to say like halfway through, um, just because we kind of got distracted, and then an hour later we picked it back up and it became like a different movie than what I was watching before. So like that that first scene, the, the bank robbery scene was amazing as all, it always is times 100. And then, you know, that two hours later when we resumed it, like every fucking frame was a painting, man. Every fucking frame was a painting. And that's when I had the like galaxy brain take of Maggie Gyllenhaal being like one of the best parts of this fucking movie. I love, I fucking love Maggie Gyllenhaal in this movie. Oh, still, are we already at this hot. That take? recasting yes. was perfect. That recasting. Thank you. Was perfect. Really? Thank you. Thank yes. you, Andrew. I wanted to bring that up. I wanted to bring that up. It, I so love her. Than Katie Holmes. Thank you. Yes, she is. I think Katie she's Holmes acting her ass off. I think she's got so much charm. I, I agree. I really feel like, cause I, I just want to say, first of all, I agree, gentlemen, 
(laughs) And I do feel like I've really like more than any other thing in my life. I feel like coming to that conclusion is like a sign that I've grown up (laughs) more than anything else. I have the fact that I'm no longer like, Hey, Katie Holmes is hotter. It's just like, I am an adult now. I'm 21 years old and Maggie Gyllenhaal is a great actress. Yeah. I think it's she takes it away. Like Katie Holmes felt like an annoying, like almost like, oh, I'm so innocent. Like that's how she was playing that character. And Maggie Jen like, Hall put it to like, no, fuck you. I'm a cool lawyer who's trying to do some shit. <laughs> um, I feel like um well, uh, this is just one thing I want to say about Maggie Jen Hall. We're kind of jumping around a bit. But one moment that really hit me this time is um during the big like at her death scene. You know, yeah. it's like they're racing to save Harvey and Rachel, but Joker gave them the reversed addresses. She has this moment where like she hears Harvey being rescued and you can see that like she really thought she was going to get rescued. You yeah. Know? Yep. It's so brutal. It's so nasty. I'm like, no one, you're a freak. Yeah. It's really fucking good. Yeah. Uh, it, she, she's really great in that scene. Um, so is Aaron Eckhart, but the way he yells Rachel is really funny. Yes. <laughs> Rachel! Rachel! <laughs> I like it even more because it was like if, if Joker would have like been in another movie or something, which it seems like he might have been in the yeah. third one. Mm-hmm. Um, he probably would have like figured out that Batman was Bruce Wayne. Yeah, it does. Like I couldn't really find too much on like if they had plans for him to be in the third one, you know, if there was going to be a third one. But like, even if he's just like like Scarecrow in this movie, he's just like kind of still a presence in Gotham. You know? Yeah, yeah. And like that's something I love that Nolan did. Yes, like Scarecrow's always there, and he's always looming in the back. And such I thought such a pissant, you know, he's such a shithead. Yeah. <laughs> it, that's a, that's kind of the downside. Like I feel like Marvel, you know, like kills every single one of their villains. Yeah, exactly. It, you miss out. I feel like on having like the Rogues Gallery. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like Loki is the only villain they and they've killed him a couple of times at this point. Yeah, he's the only one that's you know back come back. I was watching um Endgame the other day, and I was like angry at like, oh, I I forgot that you guys didn't kill him off. He like fucking is in a different dimension now or some bullshit. That's why he has a show. Oh, I haven't seen. Wait, had I haven't seen. Loki, but isn't the setup that he's the Loki when they go to like the 2012? Yeah, exactly. It's that, and he that's Loki that escapes. Okay, yeah, interesting. (laughs) I hated it because I liked this room a lot. Is is the show good? I haven't, yeah, I'm, yeah, I think probably the best of the Marvel shows. Interesting. I, I, all right, can I go on a tangent then? What do you guys think about Moon Knight? Have you watched it? I I was just about to bring up Moon Knight, yeah, I love Oscar Isaac. Yeah. yeah, I like it. It's so fucking weird. I think it is so weird. It's great. It looks it's, ugly, too. It, it, it's, it's not connected to everything yet. No, it's so, so it's nice. nice. Yeah. It's refreshing. I Yeah, I <laughs> these Marvel Disney Plus shows, like my experience with them is like I do feel a little bit like Charlie Brown and their Lucy with the football. You know, <laughs> I'm going, yeah. wow, Moon Knight. It's so its own thing and it's separate from anything else. And then I'm going to run an episode four. Captain Marvel's going to show up, you know, and mm-hmm. yeah. uh, help him 
figure out his thing, but and no. watching it, I was just like, Oh, this is Ethan Hawk. He just told her again from First Reformed. That's that's his character. That's what I'm saying in my head. <laughs> yes, now. that's your head cannon. Then it's <laughs> yeah, the opening yeah. scene. The opening <laughs> scene where they're putting the glass in the Yeah, exactly. Yes, the marble. <laughs> I want him to keep a journal. I want episode like three to be his origin story, and it's shot in like the academy ratio, you know, it's like <laughs> keeping it. Drinking the, the barbed pepto. wire. Yeah, drinking the pepto. Yeah. <laughs> I enjoyed it despite it having like maybe the worst VFX I've seen in any Marvel. Oh, ever. yeah. Pretty, <laughs> pretty so horrific. Rough. I guess WandaVision, you know, in Falcon and the Winter Soldier got the big VFX dollars. I, I just like how empty the show feels. It feels so, it feels like a COVID show. That's what it feels like. That's a great way of putting it. Yeah. It's when he's like running through the town square. <laughs> Yeah, it feels like there's just like not enough people. It feels, uh-huh, it feels not so at all. Weird. Yeah, but despite all that, like I'm interested, you know, and like yeah. I say that so wearily. But I'm and then interested. I like the headline of like Oscar Isaac decided to put an accent on it, and I was like, oh, I'm yeah, I'm all in. <laughs> I'm all in this fucking show. Yeah, he's just having fun. Yeah, yeah. Like he he's, looks he... so dead inside in Rise of Skywalker. And it's good to see him <laughs> just having fun. It's good to see him being sexy again, you know. Yeah. You you got you had him in Dune. You had him in Card Card oh, Counter. God. He's so fun. I haven't seen Card Counter, but he's so hot in Dune. Andrew, have you seen Card Counter? Oh my god, dude! I fell in love with that movie. Yeah, oh, me too. It's, it's really amazing. Good. It's really fucking god, I, good. I'm, I'm I hate myself for not having seen Card Counter yet. When I'm such a a first. Reform. Don't hate yourself that much because you're gonna you'll have like wet dreams about Oscar Isaac oh, after you watch that movie. Yeah. <laughs> I decided, like, in talking to someone uh, at school the other day, that um, First Reformed is like my toxic comfort movie. Um, Not a bad choice. Hey, mine might be Good Time. Oh my god! <laughs> I mean, mine's Punch Drunk Love. Oh, I'm just god. like, oh, put me in that pit of depression. Sometimes I'm cool with it. We're all such mentally ill film bros. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Speaking of mental illness, no. Uh, <laughs> the Dark Knight, the Dark Knight. Um, Can I bring up a question about the Dark Knight? Yeah, go for yeah. it. A discussion point. Mm-hmm. Do you think anybody will top Heath Ledger? And do you think, do you agree that people should stop making the comparison? Because I will say, I don't think anyone will top him. Yeah. But I also. Well, he's dead. He can't be topped. So. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> I, I hated the Todd Phillips Joker. I hate that movie. Okay. Fuck. Thank you, Andrew. Fuck. Yeah, I did, I did too. I did too. Uh, I know you like it, <laughs> which is fine. That's the point of movies. But like, I yeah. just, I don't know. It. What's crazy it's, to me is like going back and watching Heath Ledger movies. Because I, like I said, we were seven or eight when he mm-hmm. passed away. Yeah. So like now, like I've seen 10 Things I Hate About You, which is a total like guilty pleasure. I love that movie. He's so charming but, like, in that movie. He's charming, <laughs> yeah. but he's just, it's a high school rom-com. I was gonna say, have you seen Brokeback? Yeah, I was about to say he's amazing in that. Yeah, he's he's like, the star of that movie. He's the best part of that movie. Yes, like Night's Tale, like <laughs> eh, it just what could he have done next? Well, it it's also it brings up the like context. Like people were confused, and some people were mad when they're like Heath Ledger is playing Joker. Everyone was yeah. like, why? What the fuck? Because he's kind of a heartthrob. You know, he's like yeah. a teenage yeah. heartthrob. And he completely though. disappears into the role for the movie. Yeah. You don't yeah. know that that's Heath Ledger at all at when all. you're watching it. My God. And it's, I, I I, completely forgot. I just looked up that he was 28 Holy when he died. Shit. Who cast him? 
They needed a raise. Yeah. I think this does bring up a good conversation and that like while watching this, another, you know, like the movie itself, his performance is always one where I'm like, okay, is this the time where like I can come in away and say it's not as good as everyone thinks, but it's just, he's so compelling. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And this time, and this is the thing I always say about his Joker that I feel like people like just have chosen, chosen to forgot is really funny. He's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, no disrespect to um, uh, Barry Keegan. I think that's how you say it. Yeah. No disrespect to Matt Reeves. That mo- that scene was deleted. You know, it's not an actual movie, so it's hard to say whether. But like, I feel like that interpretation of the Joker is just like the ultimate, like sort of, uh, I'm trying to think of the word, conclusion of like people taking the wrong lessons from Heath Ledger, where it's just like this like fucked up looking thing that's just like, oh, look at how creepy this is. Yeah. Yeah, it that felt like he was trying to imitate Ledger too much, mm-hmm. which I wasn't yeah. a fan of. We'll see what happens in a sequel. Yeah. Um, that's yeah. inevitable, but yeah, I I, I want I want to say I definitely agree with you, Andrew. I don't think anyone will ever beat this performance. Um, and is he the best comic book movie villain ever? No, I think I and I, I'll I'll always defend this this i always say it's one of my favorite performances ever michael b jordan as killmonger is like oh, one of my really favorite good. performances ever awesome. i think that's my favorite marvel performance probably i i yeah. i'm he how I, it's insane how how much he charms us as a villain in Have that movie and how speaking, scary he can be i want to get back to this because this is a good discussion but sorry quick tangent have you seen the pictures of michael b jordan on set directing creed 3 don't don't talk to me about it don't talk to me about it. I couldn't well, stop. What about it? You know what's weird, Kellen? I what? couldn't stop looking at <laughs> Okay, so Andrew, Jonathan Majors is playing, I Not believe, huge. The, yeah, ginormous. Huge. He was already a big guy. He already yeah. had like arms the size of tree trunks and he's like bigger. <laughs> but apparently like uh, Michael B. Jordan, you know, is a, is a bit of a weeb. Like he's a huge anime fan. <laughs> And apparently he's like taking inspiration from that and how he's directing like the fight scenes of Creed 3. Oh God, I'm a diehard Rocky fan. I don't know Me how too, I feel man. about that. I'm so... Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Do you guys I, like Creed? I like Creed. Big Creed. Guy. I do. Yeah, okay. I think, said- uh, I think Stallone should have beat uh, Mark Rylance for the Oscar that year. Yeah. Mark <laughs> Rylance won for Bridge of Spies, Best Supporting Actor, yeah, and Stallone right. got nominated. Yeah, Mark Rylance is good, but come on, Stallone's so good now. <laughs> yeah, it's really insane. Good. You haven't seen the first Rocky, have you, Moises? Or am I misremembering what you told? Yeah, me? I've seen, I've seen Rocky. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, anyway, I just sorry, I just had to get that off my chest about how huge <laughs> Jonathan Majors looks for Creed Three. Um, yeah. No, I think Ledger, in like terms of thinking about like these, like he's up there just in terms of like somebody completely embodying. A character you know yeah um exactly i feel like uh i don't think moises watched the show but like an underrated one that i vouch for is i think charlie cox as matt murdoch on the daredevil netflix show yeah, i think I've, to I've me watch it yeah to me that's like, like him and john bernthal as the punisher those are two that to me they're just like no they are the character yeah uh-huh. It is kind of tiring that every iteration of Joker will now be. Yeah, I really think inspired, but maybe they should just retire the character for a little bit from the like movies. (laughs) I I think they should. 
Yeah, I think we need like a good 10 year break from the J Man. Yeah. At least, Which I mean, we're going to Joker 2 will happen uh, yeah. still, probably. I was, yeah, I was listening to some, I think I was listening to Blank Check recently. And they were talking about how, like, when he was Joker, you know, he was the second live action Joker in film oh, since yeah. Jack Nicholson. Like, they yeah. just hadn't done yeah. it for 30 years. And now it's like every year there's a new Joker. Mm-hmm. It's like, but I want two Jokers now. Uh, same thing, like yeah, because in the Gotham show, isn't there a weird like a thing going of on? <laughs> uh, yeah, Cameron Monaghan is Joker, I think. There's, I'm trying to remember. After isn't there like they, a twin thing? <laughs> yeah, there is. So I watched the first season and a half of Gotham. So I'm. I don't remember all of this. He played a character named Jerome who was like, ooh, this could be the Joker. But uh-huh. then they like, at the beginning of season two, killed him off. And it was like this thing of like, oh, he wasn't the Joker, but he's inspired maybe whoever is going to be Joker. Uh-huh. But and then like a season or two later, they were like, oh, wait, that kid was pretty good. Uh, <laughs> they, let's just bring him like, so they brought in his twin brother and like maybe he's the Joker. But then they brought back the original guy from the dead and was like he's the joker now i think uh that show was insane <laughs> that, <laughs> that, that show was fucking bad shit like um, it's a cw show right it was fox oh okay yeah prime time baby <laughs> <laughs> yeah like i think like the shadow of this performance like looms large like walking phoenix uh, jared leto and uh now Barry Keegan I think all like are trying different things but they still (laughs) they still feel like in the shadow of Heath Ledger like it's like they're kind of like especially like vocally you know like it sounds like they're they're trying to like match this when I feel like the Joker I want to see is like I just want like a really like clean comedian Joker like give us John Mulaney Joker and I (laughs) that ironically well it's like and and also like that's the shadow casting over now every batman movie mm-hmm. but also like we'll we'll talk about it obviously next episode but there's another even fucking bigger shadow that casts over batman movies because of fucking sh- events surrounding uh the dark knight rises oh we'll right talk about. yeah yeah, yeah well, um we'll talk, which talk even about that, that has like Joker, the whole like Joker thing plays into that yeah. where people were trying to fucking blame yeah. Joker for, yeah, it's ridiculous. And speaking of, yeah, other shadows, like this movie, like so much of like, like, you know, Heath Ledger did go kind of method for it. Yeah. But yeah. like the legend of it has really gotten out of hand. He wasn't sending dead rats to people. That's for sure. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> He was like, you know, had a lot of trouble, like a lot of issues, you know, that were unrelated to this movie that, you know, tragically resulted in his death. And I feel like, you know, in like the since he died right before the movie came out, you know, like I feel like it's been kind of twisted into like, no, the role playing the Joker drove him and killed him. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. even as a kid watching this movie, I I thought that like yeah, just based off you. of like the news and shit. Like, <laughs> The darkest thing you can do to your psyche is play the clown that fights Batman. <laughs> you know? Or yeah. play Morbius. <laughs> have any of you guys seen it? No, have no, you? but I want to. <laughs> uh, can I make a proposal? Yeah, go yeah. for it. Can we 
can I uh, be invited back for an episode where we just talk about how much I hate Jared Leto for an hour? Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay. I forgot we already. Yeah, we're definitely going to do Jared Leto. <laughs> <laughs> it's it just it's just you doing the hip to be square thing from American Psycho. <laughs> it would be, you know what? I, he, I feel like he hasn't been in that many movies. <laughs> I'm not <It's> doing doable. <laughs> If you seriously suggest doing Jared Leto, I will not only quit this podcast, but I'll stop being your friend. Um, I just, oh, fuck. God damn it. All right. Andrew, I'll, if we ever do a bonus episode or something, I'll, I will convince Kellen to do like Requiem for a Dream and you can come on. And I talk haven't about seen it. it. I feel like you would like it. I, I own like it. Like I haven't it. seen it yet. <laughs> you need to watch it. It's pretty fucking good. It's Jared one of those Leto movies you got to work up okay. the courage for, I feel like, because I haven't seen it, because I'm always like, oh, I don't know. Like, yeah. this is a lot. I would say watch just right today. Like, today is not a good day to watch it. It's fucking beautiful outside. Oh, it is? Oh, I'm, yeah. It's, 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 it's foggy here. <laughs> okay, watch it. Watch it right now. <laughs> okay. I'll watch it. I'll watch it when I'm having a shitty day. Oh, yeah. fuck. Yeah. Just <laughs> I'll just make it a bad day. Yeah, I think it's like a it's a it's a great movie. I think it's super well made. I I mean I like the movie. I okay. like yeah, it's a good movie. But then uh, again, I like Joker, so who knows? There's so many like little like details from his performance I w- wrote down. To me, like the absolute funniest one, like it, it just gets me every time. It's like when he the semi truck crashes and he gets out of it and like he trips and falls and like fires a burst from his grease gun as he falls it's so funny and he does bits he does bits (laughs) the only thing he was missing was like a little flower on his shirt to squirt out water there um, like uh, again um like the first like real scene with joker because you know there's the opening bank robbery scene then he's like not in the movie until he shows up to the mob meeting yeah yeah is when um, he's like walking out with the grenades and the dude goes, you think you could just steal from us and walk away? And he goes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good, that was good. Oh, that was thank good. you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the whole like, um, he fucking shows up to the hospital wearing the nurse uniform <laughs> over his makeup. It's like a Bugs and Bunny and drag. He dude. takes off <laughs> his mask and then... <laughs> This movie's funny. Fucking freaks out. People forget there's so many funny moments in this movie. I don't know how many of them are intentional. For- I, it's, I mean, it's still like a super comic-y fucking comic book movie. That's what it yeah. is. It's uh, just presented in like the most masterful fashion ever. Yeah, it's like, that's that's what I think Nolan's thing is. And we talked about Interstellar is like, I feel like it gets overhyped like people who are like you have to watch Inception like four times to get it you know yeah it's like he takes what are like on paper kind of silly ideas for movies like Inception on paper is like when you describe like what Inception's about it sounds like it's like a direct-to-video movie from the 90s starring Jean-Claude Van Damme or <laughs> or, or and Paul Walker or whatever I mean, it's the same thing with Tenet yeah same thing with Tenet is time cops yeah <laughs> like but like he brings like just like love the guy completely humorless man (laughs) or like a very dry like british sensibility like and brings like this air of prestige to 
a you know Batman and Joker. It, it's sincerity. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I mean, this is a movie with like Batman and Joker, and it's it feels wrong to call it a movie. It's like no, that the Dark Knight's a film. It's a film. <laughs> I mean, we, we talked about it like it, that's that's why in Batman Begins, it feels like kind of off because mm-hmm. that movie is just kind of being a superhero movie. Yeah. And then this one, completely different vibe, completely different vibe. <laughs> yeah. Since I just watched Heat, I had never thought of the Heat comparison, but it makes perfect sense. But like before today, like it was always to me a really good mob thriller with mm-hmm. Batman in it. Yeah, like tonally, it is. I think very different from Batman Begins and very different from Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, mm-hmm. it stands yeah. on its own really well. Yeah, it does. And um, because you don't yeah. even like no one, not everyone necessarily when they're talking about the Dark Knight talks about the trilogy. Yeah, not everyone it, it does. It feels like it stands on its own. Like yeah, I showed this um. Past or future guest Rachel Johnson, like we showed this to her a while ago, and she hadn't seen it. And like forty five minutes in, she goes, "Oh wait, was there a first one?" <laughs> she, goes, she goes, "Was there another movie I was supposed to watch?" And we we're like, "No, you're good. You're yeah. Good. He's Batman. That's all you need to know." Yep. The, uh, how does he the, fucking say it? He's just like, um, uh, "This must be Harvey Dent's honey." <laughs> <laughs> He kind of sounds like the Burger King foot lettuce guy. <laughs> oh, Rachel. <laughs> there, oh gosh, there's just so many like, like little. Um, I talk about it all the time. I think like one of my favorite scenes in the entire movie is when the mob witness pulls a gun on Harvey Dent and it misfires. <laughs> and he like punches the guy, takes the gun, pulls it apart. It's like 45 hollow points, you know, <laughs> semi-automatic, semi you know, made in China. The next time you want to kill a public servant, I recommend you buy American. <laughs> the whole, doesn't the whole crowd start clapping? Well, not there. The judge goes like, get him out of here. And Harvey goes, but I'm not done. Oh, and they applaud. <laughs> <laughs> so insane, but like you buy into it, you know? Yeah. He does look like, I mean, he looks like a, he looks like he could be like a politician. Oh yeah. Aaron Eckhart. Aaron Eckhart. A a politician's face. He, he's right up there with like, who, who, who else has a politician's face? No, I'm trying to think who I I said someone on this podcast before. I'm trying to think who he would have talked about. (laughs) you think this? I think I said Mel Gibson. (laughs) Okay. Which he doesn't. Um, Fuck, who am I thinking of? Oh, I know who. We just talked about him the other day. George Clooney. Oh, yeah. You think, yeah, yeah George Clooney does have a politician. George Clooney should run for president, and Aaron Eckhart is his vice president. Might as well. I'm looking through my notes, and I wrote down, oh, I forgot about this little shit heel. And I think that's in reference to the dude at Wayne Industries. It's like, or Wayne Enterprises. It's trying to, like, snitch. He's like, I want $10 million a year for the rest of my life. Yeah. Yes. That is a weird like subplot of the movie, I think. Yeah. It's not very relevant, but it definitely that part kind of feels cut. It does feel like like in going back to heat, it feels like it's this movie's Natalie Portman subplot where every time you rewatch every time we re, I rewatch heat, I'm I'm always like, "Oh, I forgot about the Natalie Portman part." 
Like, yeah, because yeah. then at the end of the movie, it becomes more important, like yeah. way more important. <laughs> it's an Natalie Portman subplot because it, it's not important for like two hours. And then at the end, she like, uh, spoilers for he tries to kill herself. Um, that, uh, I'm pretty sure I read somewhere that that is, was supposed to be like this universe's Riddler. Interesting. I'd look into that. I'm pretty sure I saw that somewhere a few years ago. Like that was possibly setting up a Riddler. Like if they wanted to do Riddler for the third one, they were cool. going to use him. Uh, it might have just been a theory. Oh, I, okay. I it, a theory. Um, a short stock throw it, as it's, Riddler. It's Coleman Reese. But when you say his name, it's Mr. Reese, which kind of sounds like mysteries. Um, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> that is dumb. There was so much, oh my gosh, I, I remember now, which it'll be more relevant to talk about next week, but like in the build up to The Dark Knight Rises, there being so much speculation. Like I remember like everyone was convinced that Joseph Gordon-Levitt was going to play the Riddler. I think mm. I, that's what I remember from like. I, I could see his face as a Rid- the Riddler for sure, though. Yeah, he's got a he's got a smug aura. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. A few people, myself included, thought he would be reprising his role as Don John in <laughs> The Dark Knight Rises. Well, okay, one thing I uh, we were talking about earlier that I wanted to bring back up is like, you know, I saw this defense of, because um, Gotham looks different in every single Nolan movie. Uh-huh. Like yeah. in the first one, it's like, it's Chicago, but there's still like efforts to like make it not look like to, to look like Gotham and not just Chicago. This one, it's clearly Chicago. And in the third one, I think it's like clearly New York. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which I read this defense that I thought was interesting that like Gotham in this movie is like essentially like gentrified. <laughs> Gotham. Because <laughs> like in the first one, it's still like kind of gothic looking and like run down. And in this one, it's like th- this movie's filmed almost exclusively in like the financial district of downtown chicago yeah you know so it's like they it looks like at first like oh they've cleaned up gotham but really like the corruption is just more like organized you know? yeah it's like businessmen the mob like the mob is like businessmen now and they're like talking about their bank they got um, a, a a guy in china handling all their resources and shit he's a squealer <laughs> i love that scene yeah. it's fucking cool because Batman becomes like an international superhero for one little moment. Yeah. Ducks a dude. Train. Stop for the train. Bus driver has to listen to the train. (laughs) Another moment that to me that like I think it's just like movie magic, you know, like the way it's like done is like uh, I talked about earlier, like the fake out. It's almost a fake out ending to this movie. Uh huh. Where like they capture the Joker. Gordon, uh, you know, gets promoted to commissioner. Day is saved. And then it cuts to, like, that dark interrogation room, you know, with Joker sitting there. And Gordon comes in. Yeah. And, you know, I forget the exact line, but goes, Harvey Dent never made it home. And it's that, and it, you go, oh, shit, we're still going, this movie. <laughs> Love that, too, how, like, Joker's uh, makeup is, is coming off and you're starting to see his skin. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. he, he's missing his jacket. Yeah, uh, his sleeves are all up. He looks super sweaty and greasy. The, the lighting of that interrogation room, it makes both him and Batman look very silly. Uh-huh. I feel like that's yeah. kind of the purpose. Like, I feel like 
it's very like subtly going these guys are both kind of insane they're you know? both men yeah. in costumes yeah um which like no matter how like you know realistic i say with multiple air quotes this version of batman is it's still like a guy dressing as a bat it's still like yeah kind of silly you know a guy dressing up as the bat yeah. fucking up the sopranos <laughs> that's what this movie is oh my gosh um speaking of the sopranos i love in every version of batman no matter how like serious or grim it is there's always the criminals are always just like hey you know <laughs> walking in <laughs> what's the matter with you I, I think, I mean, the other thing to shout out, which we did last episode too, but the score. Um, Amazing. Yeah. Like one yeah. of the most memorable scores I've ever heard. Yeah. I always like, um, I think like for a long time I've held up like, oh, like the, uh, the Tim Burton theme is better, which I think I'm still with, but like rewatching the Nolan movies now, like that theme's growing on me, man. It's like, it's hard not to feel hyped when it kicks in, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I read something. Uh, I'm not going to fact check this. Um, but they're like his, the Batman theme only shows up twice in the entire movie. Uh-huh. And like that makes, you know, because the kind of point of the movie is it like, you know, it's really not a time for heroes in Gotham. It's a bad time in Gotham. Yeah. Like the good guys of this movie lose and they lose pretty hard. Like that's that's why it feels like an ensemble type of movie. mm -hmm. And it plays out that way pretty well. Yeah. Again, Gordon, gotta love Gordon. (laughs) Gotta love Gordon. (laughs) Gotta love Gordon. Fucking love that scene. Um, uh, Where he like comes back from his fake death. Uh, <laughs> such a bizarre plan it's <laughs> yeah I, I still like can't understand it in my head really oh we we haven't even talked about it. that entire sequence is incredible the the sorry the truck scene i forget oh, the, the convoy yeah, scene yeah 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 like like 80 percent of it mm-hmm. oh i don't it's I, I i think i'm with andrew yeah watching it's so- in imax go oh, see it in imax next I know, time it comes back i know watching it again because I'm sure, I'm not sure about Trent. I mean, Trent, I was going to say Trent. I'm not sure about Kellen. Um, Andrew, how many times have you, like, do you watch this movie a year? One or two. One or two. Because I'm, I'm the same way. If I ever, like, am bored, I'm like, you know what? I, I know what I could put on again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and this time around, the fucking scene that got me was, like, the first scene of Joker, like, holding... Uh, the fake Batman hostage. Um, and it's like showing on the newscast. But I don't, I think it was just like, I, I guess I just have a different eye this time. Uh, Cause I, it's just like a well done scene. Like yes. the camera panning in, it's completely fucking dead silent. Like all you're seeing yeah. is this. That's it. It's really yeah, my uh, other favorite. Or you yeah, you, no, you go on. All right. My other favorite part is when Joker tricks the mob into thinking that they've killed him and he comes in in the body bag (laughs) and they unzip the body bag. He's like, gotcha. (laughs) I love that. It's a bit. I love that. (laughs) It's a bit. um, That's the scene where he breaks the pool stick in half, right? Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Aggressive. What does he say? Like aggressive expansion or something? Or like... um, 
Um, I feel like, and this is going to be some like real like liberal art film school bullshit. So just like bear with me for like a minute. That this is very like, I don't know, like Moises I talk about all the time, like how much like art or popular art changed post 9-11, you know? Mm-hmm. And this feels very much like, I don't want to say it is, but it kind of feels like an analogy for the war on terror, you know? <laughs> like Joker does like straight up terrorist shit in this movie. Like so much yeah. of what he does is like blowing people up or mm-hmm. like holding them hostage, you know, that like shaky execution video. And it's yeah. st- it's like the city feels like, oh, we have to unite, but every citizen still has like such a different opinion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not to mention that this movie ends with, uh, Batman using the Patriot Act to uh, find the Joker. And then, like, oh, I mean, to connect it even more to the real world, like, the whole, like, Joker is used as this mascot for, like, the worst people. Um, oh, yeah. He's just, like, <laughs> fucking incels and, like, alt-right, red-pilled. Like, I don't know how that happened. Did he be, I guess it's, like, because he's kind of an anarchy guy. Yeah, thing. it's completely. Ju- it is like fully anarchy, but like, I don't know. I, like, do you guys are this is a this is a fucking superhero movie, guys? Like, <laughs> are you are you really going to use Joker as your symbol for what you believe in? It's not that deep, my brother in Christ. Get a girl. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, like, um, uh, and I read something about how like. Apparently, Obama in like a strategy meeting meeting cited this movie as like they were like talking about like strategy in the Middle East, <laughs> like uh, like but yeah, which is so it. We live in an insane world. Um, <laughs> oh, we live in a society. We do. Thank you. Does he actually say that in this movie? Does he say no. we live in a society? No, he doesn't. <laughs> Joaquin does. Joaquin is the only Joker that that's had the stones to, to tell us what we live in. <laughs> um but to go back to that convoy scene i had this thought during it yeah it's really fucking good and nolan does it you like you talked about during the interrogation video not even video the execution video i mean yeah is it like he's really good at using silence uh he is or like knowing when to like not use music in this movie more so or- than i or when they use loudness. <laughs> yeah. More so than I feel like in any of his other movies, because I feel like, you know, Interstellar or even like Tenet is just like this constant, you know, pulsating score. Which I'm is always great. thinking of that, like fucking the score in Tenet is the most intense shit ever. Insane. That guy, oh, I forget. It's like Ludwig Gorenton. Yeah. Insane. Yeah. <laughs> that guy is um, a talent, but. In this, um, like, you know, just, like, the moment that, like, it's just genius to me that comes to mind is, like, when the wire goes taut and the truck flips into the air and it's, like, dead quiet for, like, a second. And then it slams down and it's, like, the loudest thing you've ever heard in your entire life. Yeah. Like, um... And you're hearing everything move, like, in the bat bat motorcycle or whatever. You're yeah. hearing all oh. the like hydraulics work and the engine going and the tires like sound different because he's moment, using like military tires. A moment that just tickles like my primal monkey brain is when <laughs> Batman's on the the bat pod or whatever it's called, and he's going in between all those cars <gasps> and like 
he's knocking all of the side view mirrors off the yeah. other cars. You know, they're just like sparking. It's so satisfying. And they're all making the same sound. That's what yes. I fucking love. Yes. Oh, and then the scene, the little like tiny moment where the, the kids like playing gun. <laughs> and then they like match it perfectly with an explosion that Batman does. That's like like when great. they do montages at like uh, at the Oscars and shit for like great <laughs> moments in cinema, that scene should always be there. Absolutely. Um, but it reminded me of like, I was also like, I was reading because um, uh, I, I hate to plug uh, more successful or more popular podcasts than us, but Blank Check's been doing Sam Raimi, you know, and I was like reading this interview with Bruce Campbell, who was talking about Sam Raimi and like the Evil Dead movies and said, was talking about how like good Raimi is as, at using silence, you know, or like, you know, sound like not, he does it all the time in Evil Dead or, but think about like the clip of Spider-Man 2 that goes viral like every four months of like Doc Ock murdering all of the, the, the doctors, you know? Yeah. And that seems like played like no music. It's just it's horrifying. Like, it's terrifying. Yeah. Uh, and like, so and Nolan is great doing that too. And so many blockbusters, I feel like now, or like movies of this size, are just like constant noise. Always. Yeah. It, like so much so that like there was the uh fuck which Star Wars, The Last Jedi came out and it goes silent for 15 seconds, and they had to put signs up in the lobby telling people, hey, <laughs> it's supposed to do that. Really? <laughs> Yeah, you remember, you know, in Last Jedi when she does the kamikaze charge? No. <laughs> oh. I don't remember those movies. Okay. Andrew, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. All sound cuts out for like 15 seconds. People like got up and complained. Like, I don't know how you get out of the theater fast <laughs> enough to, to <laughs> complain about the sound going out. Oh, I hate people. <laughs> it, Kellen, I, I realized that in this viewing too. Yeah. Like just how much silence there is in this fucking movie and you don't get that all the time. Like yeah. in, a, in in these days blockbusters. I know we sound like an <laughs> like old, old man. man. <laughs> yeah. Old man yelling at plane or whatever, but I mean, I feel like we could go on for like fucking 3 hours just talking about all the little scenes we like in this movie. But I guess um Andrew like, you know, with is it for you is this still like the old cuz I know for a lot of people this is like the ultimate batman movie is this still like for you like the ultimate version of the character um yes but in a year ask me again because i really 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 liked reeves okay i i loved that movie way too much yeah um and tell us your opinion on it because we're not going to have you on that episode uh i love it i i am in love with robert pattinson and i have been so that helped yeah uh i think there's a lot of little things like the moment where you see him cutting down tape to open the door and then he sticks it into his chest. I looked over at my girlfriend and said, this is the greatest movie I've ever seen. In my life. <laughs> and like how yes. his footsteps are loud. And like, yeah. I, I like the score in that. I think that the dark Knight score is better. Uh, I liked Paul Dana. I liked everything about it. Uh, mm. Colin Farrell's great. Zoe Kravitz is great. Paul Dano's great. John Turturro's great. Um, it's a little too long. Um, and the third act, I don't think it's as bad as people on Twitter are saying, but I think it does fall apart a little bit in the final battle. Mm -hmm. But other than that, I think Pattinson here, 
I'll put it this way. I think Pattinson has the potential to be better than Bale. This is his first movie, and I'm curious to see what he can and will do next. So right now, yes, I guess Christian Bale's definitive, but it wouldn't surprise me if Pattinson tops it. Interesting. So Bale's your your favorite Batman. Batman, yes. Uh, Bruce Wayne, I really like Keaton. Interesting. Oh, shit. <laughs> okay. I don't think I've ever heard that before. That's good. Wow. Oh. Because we, I mean, I'm not sure um, if you fully listen to all the episodes, but we'd love uh, Keaton here. <laughs> we'd love good. Keaton's Batman, Keaton's Bruce Wayne. Good. Fucking wild card. So good. Um, no, I, like, I'm, I'm, I, I really like Conroy's Batman. Like, I feel like that's cheating, you know, but that's like, that's yeah. my, that might. And Mark Hamill's Joker. Is yeah, crazy. same thing. Yeah, yeah it's like, I, it feels like it's cheating, you know, to say those two. But like, in terms of live action, um, I, I, I do really love Christian Bale's Bruce Wayne. Like, I, did yeah. you, the scene in this movie where he's like, let's see if we can pull some tables together. Yeah. Oh, I don't know if they'll let us do that. Well, they should. I own the place. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, is that he's just playing like a sane um Patrick Bateman. Yeah, Patrick Bateman. The voice Bateman. is yeah. like in this movie, it like really is very Bateman sometimes. Yeah, it is. Oh yeah, and Michael Caine just warms my heart every time I see <laughs> oh, him on the fucking yeah. screen. And Morgan Freeman as well. Uh that I think that's like a really good character. But Lucius Fox, right? That's his name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A great character. How he's just like great character. This is, you cannot do this. The whole like Patriot Act bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, you should not do this. The worst thing you've ever done. He has, yes, yeah, like, such a normal reaction to it. He's yeah. like, what the fuck is wrong with you? That My thing is like, I, I, it just feels like, I realized there's quite a bit to set it up, you know, in the movie, but it still feels so like out of nowhere to me at the end of it. By you know, when it gets to like, he has this fucking like spy computer. Yeah. That he's using to like survey the citizens of Gotham. Let me ask you, Kellen. I, I know ratings don't matter, but okay. Why do you consistently give this movie four and a half stars? What's the half? What what'll fill that half for you? I haven't been able to put my finger on it until uh. I think this watch. And it's then like like um, because even like a lot of like the things that I I think I would normally call like rough around the edges about this movie, like I've learned to love mainly like. I just think the extras in this movie or like the people with like one line are so funny. Yeah. <laughs> they like my new favorite one on this watch is like during the press conference of Harvey Dent unseen. We never see this guy. There's a guy who just goes, things are worse than ever. <laughs> who is that guy? It's just like, is he a reporter? <laughs> Stop <laughs> killing the cops. Is no more dead cops. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. I think what kind of I realized on this watch for me personally would stop this from being a a five bagger, you know, is like, I feel like Batman kind of gets lost in the mix a little bit, Mm. which is like, um, I think I like this movie a little more than the the Reeves one, you know, even though I looked and I gave him the same rating. I, I, I think I still prefer this one a little bit more than the Reeves one, but I think like the kind of quiet miracle of that movie is it like, it's this big, like it's this three hour, you know, superhero epic or whatever. It's this big sprawling mystery, but like Batman has an arc in that movie. Yeah. You know, like he feels like 
maybe more so than since like what's still like my favorite one you know mask of the phantasm like feels like an actual character because even in like the first burn movies batman's kind of lost in the mix you know because like tim burn is much more fascinated with like joker or you know penguin or catwoman so i think that's what stops the dark knight from like being like a full-on five star for me is like I just feel like he's like, it's like an ensemble and he's like maybe the least compelling part of it all. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm excited then to hear your opinion on Dark Knight Rises because I fucking love that movie. I haven't seen it since like it came out. What are your opinions of Dark Knight Rises, Andrew? I think it's the weakest in the trilogy, but it's really good. Um, I, I really like Begins. Okay. Um, I, I like, like, I'll try to sum it up in like 30 seconds. I like Bane, but I love Tom Hardy. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, I like doesn't. where the story goes, except with uh, Talia. I think that's really weak. <laughs> yeah, that is pretty bad. And I think that hurts it for me. Um, okay. But over, like, it's so big. I think it's the best way. Yeah. Like, blowing up the football field is this awesome. It's it's a Nolan movie. Yeah. And it's still great. I just think there's got to be a worst one. Mm-hmm. And I think it's the weakest, but I mean, I'm going to check my letterbox real quick. I, it's probably still at four stars, especially when Talia dies by doing like, Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, oh, I'm yeah, going to die. Oh. You gave it four. Yeah. And I gave dark Knight five and I gave Batman begins four as well. Okay. Damn. Yeah. Um, and you gave the Batman five, right? Yeah. Okay. The Batman and the Dark Knight both got five. Right on. Just talking about like these sequences, the fairy sequence is still like so compelling. Like, yeah. yeah. Nolan's whole thing, he's just so like fucking horny for it. And I love he's him. good at it. It's cross cutting. <laughs> he, in his action sequences, never just one thing happening. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like four or five different climaxes happening at the same time, you know? And like, you know, Batman's hunting the Joker, but like the sort of like, it's like Saul almost, you know, like the, the moral. <laughs> that dilemma. is what it feels like. Yeah. It feels simple, even though it's this big complex plan, but it feels like really simple. And like, there's the tension of like, like, I personally believe, I, I don't think it's important to the scene really, but I believe that like, it's the detonator to their own boat. I think is like the the twist of it, but like the fact, like just like that, the moment where the prisoner like just throws it off the boat is like so good, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Another like you know I know I've been kind of ragging on the the background actors in this movie, but like in that fairy scene, like the guy a lot who plays of them are the, great. Yeah, the guy who plays that big prisoner, like who the fuck is that guy? That, <laughs> like, uh, that that guy's from Friday. Oh, he is. Fuck, I forget his name. I feel like really bad that I don't know his name off the top of my head. Um, and while like you that, look that up, can I bring up something real quick? His name's De- well, I mean, his name's Debo in Friday. Oh, he's dead. <laughs> oh, R.I.P. Damn. Uh, go for it, Andrew. Uh, again, I just said I gave this and the Batman both five stars. I think this is the weakest live action Batmobile, if I want to get technical. It's just a tank. It's just disagree. a fucking tank. It's, it's not, not ridiculous. a car. It's not ridiculous to say that. It's it's, it, cool. it, it, it's just like Nolan putting in that whole like, oh, realism, realism. Mm-hmm. It's just, well, okay, I'm curious what everyone thinks the best is now because Loki, I kind of like, you like Pattinson? <laughs> yeah. 
That's I really do like, like Pattinson. a Mustang. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> it's just a it's, sports car. Yeah, it's cool. It I is also, cool how it is cool. I like that one. I do really like the BVS one. Okay, like, I, I like that one. Like I, I feel like if you're gonna do it, like that one's again essentially a tank, but like I like the look of it. You know, it's like if you're yeah. gonna do it a tank, you know, do it like that. And Burton's looks awesome. Oh, it's Burton's, so like yeah. long and narrow. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I, it probably would be Reeves' one, but I think that's also me putting into account like the intro scene for the actual car oh is God. fucking perfect. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and that whole chase sequence is just like fuck. I wish they didn't put that in the trailer. <laughs> right. I wish they didn't put it in the trailer. Oh my God! It's just so man to Batman. It's just so good. I got to see that again before we yeah record. But I think I don't know if it's still in theaters. It is. It'll be on HBO April 19th if you have HBO. There we go. Yeah. So I'll go see it in the theaters like April 10th. And then see see it again the 19th. (laughs) I, oh my gosh, I'm already, this is off topic, but I'm already going to be so like, I'm, I'm planning like at almost three trips to the theater this weekend because I told him. I'm doing two. Yeah. I'm seeing ambulance with a friend and then I'm going to go see every, what? It's everywhere, everything, all at once, right? Yeah. I think it's flipped. I think it's everything, everywhere. Maybe. It's it's, 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 (laughs) Ambulance, though, I I keep seeing it everywhere. I'm so fucking excited for that movie. (laughs) I'm, like, unreasonably excited for that movie. Like, I I saw it. I saw a trailer of it with with my dad. Like, he was watching a YouTube video or something. I I was like, Dad? That's like I'm I'm so hyped and he just looked at me he's like what, really and I was like it looks amazing he was like you you think that I was like yeah it looks fucking awesome what are you talking about um <laughs> I'm not seeing ambulance I'm seeing Sonic too oh and Sonic too oh I'm seeing I that Thursday night Sonic. I'm seeing that Thursday night did you I think you may have you may have liked it Andrew and put it on my feed but like that video from Sonic one the clip of James Marsden going like. <laughs> Yeah, I forgot about scenes where, yeah, where he goes, like, I was uh, actually breastfed. And Jim Carrey's Robotnik goes, nice. <laughs> it's like, this is a kid's movie about a fast blue hedgehog. It's also got, like, so many Matrix references and influences in it. It's so fucking weird. It's it's fun. a great, it, It's I just a solid activity. Yeah. Sonic gets drunk and gets into a bar <laughs> fight. Like, what more do you want in a movie? I remember that was like one of the last new movies I saw before COVID hit. It was my last too. <laughs> um, um, that and Bloodshot. Moises, I saw I that in oh Birds of God. Prey back to back. Yeah. Um, what a waste of time. Bloodshot. What a double feature. <laughs> oh, man. Um, but no, I'm excited for even my friend who like doesn't go to the theater except for like the new Marvel or DC movies. Like told me he's like bought an advanced ticket to go see everything everywhere all at once. Mm-hmm. Just, uh, I'm seeing it Friday or Saturday. I'm excited. Just because of like I'm trying to manage expectations. But yeah. Like yeah. a lot of you people are, are saying very nice things about it. And that's like wild to me. Yeah. And so I don't think I've I've even seen the trailer. Like I'm trying to like I, I've seen the first trailer. I was just I was like, okay, I don't understand. So great. <laughs> I'm, I'm excited. People I, I'm. I know you're gonna fuck with it just because I've seen like a lot of people comparing it. Oh, to I'm gonna get so yeah. fucking high and watch this movie. It's gonna be amazing. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be so good. There was some movie. What movie did you tell me you were gonna get high 
for and watch that I thought was really oh I told you to watch First Man and you're yeah. oh I love that movie <laughs> yeah so under I was gonna see what you thought Andrew but like I think I'm slowly coming around on thinking that's Damien Chazelle's best movie La La Land's my favorite movie of all time really yeah I love La La Land and I love Whiplash but uh oh, fuck, that that filmography is something uh yeah. I mean yeah you opened up to a tangent so I'm gonna go <laughs> no let's go for it let's go for it uh okay so La La Land I saw six or seven times in the movie theater when it came out I adore damn. that movie I adore that movie it, I like, still have never seen it it changed my life it opened my eyes so yeah much. I've talked about because like I'm sure we're, we're like the same age for me that was like when I first started paying attention to like yes movies yeah Another quick side note on that. I felt like when I was like 13 and 14, I started to, and now I'm revisiting all those that I watched when I was 14 because I wanted to get into film. Yeah. And it's like, they're completely different because I'm 21 <laughs> yeah. now. Like I've matured. <laughs> what were they? Yeah. What were they? Give us some. Were they like, like I, I just or? saw the Godfather re-release. Oh. Completely different movie than when I was 13. Yeah. Um, yeah. Fight Club, Zodiac, a lot of like Fincher, <laughs> yeah. all that. Uh, Matrix. Oh, I I loved it ten times more. The best now. movie of all time. It's and, favorite. Uh, but yeah, Whiplash is incredible. And First Man, I need to rewatch, but I love. And I'm really excited for Babylon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there, there, there. Uh, I, I'll send you the link for it. But there's like uh, insider knowledge going around that people are saying like that this is his this is his thing like this is gonna yeah, it's like, I saw it like walls. three hours yeah, yeah. Like Wolf of Wall Street they said yeah. I found it's if you google it the script's online I don't know I don't if it's like the, it. yeah I I just like but thank you no yeah I thought maybe I'll just peek through it but then I got to like I got to page 10 and I'm like this is so good I'm just gonna wait for the movie to come out but those it's fucking wild it is like full on Wolf of Wall Street. Is there I I'm gonna ask Andrew, um, because I've had this discussion with Kellen. So the reason why I, I've never seen La La Land, and it's because I'm waiting. I wanna like see in the theater. Should I just fucking okay. buy the 4K and watch it? The 4K is really good. It's a it's, really good transfer. Um it's a good looking movie. Because who knows when they're gonna re-release that? Yeah, I don't know. Uh yeah, I would. But if you've gone this long, like yeah, that's what I could thinking. wait longer. But I don't know if like by the time Babylon comes out and it's not, it hasn't been re released. I'm be like, all right, I have to. I We're have approaching to watch the it. five. This is the five year anniversary of it. So exactly. I, I'm I'm just singing. Oh, like, I, I keep thinking the music box. That's what I keep thinking. Yeah, it, it, Dude, yeah. The, thank the, you guys so much for telling me about that place. I never like. I haven't it's really the best. Talked to you. I literally drove three and a half at. Three three and a half hours to see the licorice pizza special screening. Yeah, and like I drove back home that night. Like it was like a full. I drove Andrew. I so drove good. just to see the trailer <laughs> for licorice pizza. What movie did you see there? What was the trailer in front of? Um, Last Mohicans on thirty five millimeter. That's right. Yeah. You were. I, I saw that with you. <laughs> yeah, and uh, next Wednesday I'm driving to go see Inland Empire, the three hour oh David Lynch movie. Oh my god! Movie. I want to. Yeah, I'm jealous. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm fucking excited to see that. Yeah, that I'm, place was great. Am I still third wheeling for you there, Moises? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> okay. yeah. yeah, yeah. Unless, <laughs> unless you don't want to. No, and I'll I'll do it. I don't okay. mind. You got to ride the train there, but I'll gladly give you a ride back. I appreciate that, but 
I'll, I'll give I you a ride I'll, back. That's I all I'm going to promise. I think I'll take the trade. I think I'll take what? the trade. It's fine. It's fine. What? Dude. You're going to be with your girl. It doesn't matter. No, come on. I got you. Uh, I got you on the ride back. Oh, I got you. Okay. It's a, God, when is, what time is that screening anyway? It's at 7.30. Yeah, because it's like a three-hour movie. So that means we got to be there at like 6 <laughs> to line, because there's going to be a line. You know there's going to be a line. Yeah, we got to get our seats. Yeah, and we have to get our seats. God, are we sure we aren't dating? Like, <laughs> I mean, we are in a way. Oh my God. All right. Any final thoughts? I, yeah. I have to. <laughs> oh, sorry. What were you saying, Andrew? I have to recommend something at the end. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Last Give time it was anything. an album. Give me a second. No, but for, you, we'll, you wrap it up. Let's, we'll, we'll go into, I guess, final thoughts on uh, The Dark Knight. I'll say it's a pretty great movie. It is. <laughs> I, one thing I'll say for it, it's extremely watchable. For how great. long it is, too. Yeah. It's like one of those all-timer, like, TNT movies, I think. Oh, yeah. Where you can just come in at any point, watch and, until, like, the next commercial break, you know? Yeah. Like, go back to doing laundry, right? Like I, I would say it's just, yeah, every time I watch it, it just feels like, okay, I remember. I remember again why I, I like, fucking love this movie, why I love movies. So it's just a, like, genuinely perfect movie that change movies for the better for the worse who fucking knows i still don't i still don't know blockbuster filmmaking at its finest yeah great mm. well said and then yeah and i guess quickly wrap up when it came out it was fucking huge <laughs> you know it's like was i think the second ever superhero movie to be inducted into the library of congress i don't know how many more have been inducted at since but it was like this in the original Superman, I think, were the yeah. only superhero movies in the library. At the time, it was the fourth highest grossing movie of all time. You know, this is pre-MCU, um, of course. or Yeah. yeah. Um, even pre-Avatar. Um, we're all Goes on to win an Oscar. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> I clearly remember seeing a lot of these movies that came out this year. <laughs> yeah. Um, this was a wild uh, summer for blockbusters because it was the first Iron Man. It was also um, Boys and I's favorite movie of all time, Speed Racer. <laughs> That's a great movie. They just showed that here at school and I, oh, I had something so I couldn't go, but fuck. I wanted to go so bad. God, yeah, it's, I got to see it on the big screen. Damn, <laughs> that means there's like, wait, you're going to IUPY, right? I'm at IU, I Bloomington. Okay. So there's like some film bros that fucking got around and, and yeah, convinced everyone to show called, that. Yeah, there's a place called IU Cinema that's basically like a mini music box, mm. but they don't they don't show the cool shit like music box does. Mm. <laughs> Speaking of sorry. But they did show Speed Racer. They did show yeah. Speaking of cool shit, I just saw that uh apparently music box is showing Shrek in 30 Yes. Oh, Yes, it's gonna be over the yeah, it's gonna be over the summer though, so I won't be in town for it. But maybe, maybe we'll make the trip, the three of us. Oh yeah, I'd I'd gladly do that. (laughs) Go at midnight. Um, Jesus. Uh, Well, I I think uh, the other thing you forgot to say, it it won uh, best supporting actor. Yeah, uh, uh, Heath Ledger as the Joker. And this is like the first time that a superhero movie has done that. And yeah. no superhero movie has done that ever still. Yeah. This movie in a big way kind of legitimized like, you know, the idea of a movie about superheroes, you know? Yeah. Like people were mad that it wasn't nominated for best picture. Yeah. 
They um, say that's why that there there's ten now. Yeah, because people were so mad that this didn't. Get I think it was the year after this where they started. That 10. there were ten. Yeah. yeah. What was I'm gonna look up real quick? Like what the other nominees? That's the year Slumdog Millionaire won. Oh yeah, then <laughs> this is a, this was a kind of weird year. I think. Yeah, it was. Was it Slumdog or when did Hurt Locker come out? That was the next year. Next year. Uh yeah, actor in a who won? Oh yeah, Sean Penn won for Milk. Wait, didn't um, did it? Wasn't this the year that uh um Philip Seymour Hoffman also got nominated for a yeah a doubt doubt. Okay, it was for Doubt. Why do I have to scroll so far to see Best Picture? Oh, yeah. Slumdog Millionaire, um, The Curious Case of Benjamin Button, Frost Nixon, Milk, and The Reader. Yeah, there's room for the Dark Nine there. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah. Um, and uh, next week is the finale of the Nolan trilogy, The Dark Knight Rises. I don't a movie I don't have a lot of love for, but I have not seen in a long time. So maybe this is the watch that gets me. You know, hopefully I can convince you. And then after that, I believe it's Batman versus Superman, isn't it? I'll double check. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it is, which should be a great episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the longest episode we've ever done. And yeah. So I think um, if Andrew, if you've thought of one, we'll wrap up as we always do with our recommendations. This could be anything. Movie, book, TV show, video game, podcast, song, album, park, painting, foam. Uh, anything that we're enjoy that we're enjoying and want to recommend to you, um, Andrew, you're the guest. So if you want to go first, you can. Or if you need yeah. more time to think of, yeah, go for no, it. No, I got two. So I'm looking at my movie shelf, and I think Jackie Brown is an underrated masterpiece that everybody mm. can see. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just beat the Guardians of the Galaxy game, which oh. I never heard anyone talk about. It's really good. Play it. <laughs> Yeah, I put. I don't know why I never got around to beating that, but that game's pretty great. It's good. Uh, yeah. I, I what? Think where I, do you rank Jackie Brown and Quentin Tarantino's filmography? Shit. Me and Kellen both have that number one. Yeah, I think Inglorious Bastards is the best. So okay. two or three. Yeah. Okay. Bastards That's, is so I, good. Bastards is really good. <laughs> uh, but God, yeah, I love Jackie Brown. Um, mine. I'll say mine because it's actually kind of it's kind of wild that you recommended Jackie Brown because mine is the 1998 Steven Soderbergh crime thriller Out of Sight oh, uh, with George Clooney and Jennifer Lopez, um, based off a book from the same author as um, I forget the name of the book, but the book that Jackie Brown's based off of. Yeah. I, I talk about I, I I hadn't seen this movie, but I talk about it a lot because it's a scene from it got shown to me in film school and blew my mind. But it's um it's a crime thriller with uh, George Clooney as a gentleman bank robber and Jennifer Lopez as the U.S. Marshal that's hunting him down. And my God, we used to have movie stars, you know, <laughs> we used to we used to be a proper fucking country. It's it's um it's funny it's uh thrilling it's a little sexy maybe Mm. (laughs) it's charming (laughs) but no it's pretty great it's just a bunch of people like firing on all cylinders you know yeah yeah and you've talked about that scene yeah like plenty of times on this podcast yes it's so good so yeah out of sight it's on tubi which is how i watch (laughs) uh i'm gonna recommend a song 
there it's on a whole album but i haven't really listened to the whole album. i've just been listening to this song on repeat uh because i'm a fan of him uh heavy from lil uzi vert on nigo's new album i don't i have no opinion on the nigo album i haven't listened to it but the song heavy off of it it's lil uzi vert on a drill beat he's just mad and being like show offy and arrogant and it's great uh because that's how i like my rap music usually um and the music I-, I would also recommend to watch the music video because uh i think there's so much context in that video i, I think if kellen watched it he would have a completely different opinion than i do on that um so kellen you should go watch that music video and i would love to hear your like opinion on it actually seriously um because there's so much context that i have that you do not have on that video um yeah just heavy by Lil uzi vert i think that's gonna do it for us this week uh andrew if you have anything to plug you know you're more welcome to or if you just have anything you want to say i don't know thanks for having me hey thanks for coming on man yeah thank you andrew always a pleasure thank you for listening uh be sure to follow the show at stargazing underscore podcast. Um, next week is the Dark Knight Rises, and we'll leave you, as we always do, with the Batman fact of the week. This week's uh, Batman fact is that, um, uh, did you guys know that some men just want to watch the world freaking burn? I didn't know that, so <laughs> thank you for that fact. This was in Burma. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm Kellen Kermins. I'm Mr. Camacho. Andrew. Thank you so much, Andrew. Uh, we'll <laughs> see the you. rest of you. We won't see Andrew, but we'll see the rest of you next week with The Dark Knight Rises. Bye.